Hello everyone and welcome back to the Barely Bookish Podcast. Today we are going to be talking about Alice in Wonderland with uh, Leah from YA Book Chat. So if you haven't read Alice in Wonderland yet, please go back and read it really quick before you start the episode so you don't get any spoilers. This episode's a lot of fun. Uh, we're going to talk about a lot of what we think Lewis Carroll might have been on while he was, you know, uh, writing Alice in Wonderland because this book is absolutely insane. So please join us. It's going to be a whole lot of fun. And yeah, that's kind of all I've got up here in the intro, but I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Barely Bookish. We are now discussing Alice's Adventures in Wonderland, which I've been wrongfully calling Alice in Wonderland my entire life. Um, so there's that. <laughs> but I'm joined by Leah from the YA Book Chat. Hey, everybody. And Leah, do you want to tell them a little bit about your podcast? Sure. Um, like Rachel said, my podcast is called YA Book Chat. And um, each episode, I cover a different young adult book, fiction, fantasy, dystopian, all of it. And um, my guest and I will talk for the first about 15 minutes, spoiler free. And then after that, we kind of do a little bit more of a deep dive in there with all the spoilers and um, just have a lot of fun with it. And I do author interviews as well. Yeah, and they are very good. And Thank By you. this time this episode comes out, uh, my episode on YA Book Chat will be live with The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes, which, yes, you know, very much in the same vein of <laughs> Alice in Wonderland's mispronunciation for my entire life of the title, <laughs> I mispronounce every single character that ever exists in the Hunger Games universe. It's all right. There are just, I've just learned that there are just certain books and characters and things I am never going to pronounce correctly. And that is okay. So any Sarah J Mass character. <laughs> mm-hmm. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. So first thoughts on Alice in Wonderland, Alice's Adventures in Wonderland. Oh my goodness. We'll get there. We'll get there. Um, first thoughts. I knew this was going to be weird going into it mostly because um tim burton made a movie on it mm-hmm. so if tim burton makes a movie on it like it's gonna be good but it's gonna it's gonna be strange you know yes definitely um gonna be honest here now i have read alice's adventures in wonderland and the second book as well a long time ago have seen like i can't even tell you how many different movie versions of this but i have definitely in my life <laughs> had the thought, especially when reading the book, because there's so much more detail in it. I've definitely had the thought of, um, was Lewis Carroll high when he wrote portions of this book? Absolutely. Yeah. (laughs) There's no way he wasn't like my man was zooted straight zooted. Like I'm reading this and I'm like, he was hungry the entire Uh time he's writing it. First off, like man was parched. (laughs) He was starving. Someone should have brought him some like post smoke, smoke, snacks seriously um and to even like think about the cheshire cat at all oh gosh like and then that child turning into a pig i was like man right? are you good like is everything okay <laughs> like, no. yeah 
I don't think that he was okay. Like, I mean, yeah, some of the stuff that happens, you're like, okay, this is a really trippy dream that this chick is having right now. Like she's like seven years old and she's having the trippiest dream ever. So somebody was on something when this Absolutely. book was done. <laughs> I mean, they're prescribing, like when this book was written, they were probably still prescribing cocaine as a medical oh, God. Uh, <laughs> health and you know, if it wasn't that point, it was probably the point where Coke was uh, in Coca-Cola. Either mm-hmm. way, you know, it makes was, sense. That's right. <laughs> Much agreed. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, we're going to have a lot to talk about as we go through this. So mm-hmm. starting off, before we even get to chapter one, there's this very long poem. And I'm not good at poetry. So I'm reading through. I read through it three times as I was waiting for my food to arrive. And I'm, I'm just sitting here and I'm like, we'll come back to that later it seems like you might be saying that like they there's two girls and then i was like okay i think he's telling the story of alice maybe maybe like setting something like they're having a long rough day on the ocean (laughs) paddling like my other thing is i forget that like it's not 2020 parenting and that people just right. didn't care what their children did so i'm like you know are these girls in danger so like someone call the police like cps <laughs> like we can reach out if you really need us to because they're just off into either at least a lake maybe ocean somewhere paddling uh-huh. on oars i think alice is the oldest and she seems to be like six seven maybe like yeah yeah um well i definitely you know agree i mean i don't know what's going on but it's definitely about alice Mm -hmm. and her adventures in wonderland and all that happens there so yeah but he has he the i mean and this isn't the only poem in the book either you know he's got multiple poems in this one and in the second book too just wait (laughs) are they written by him or is he using like are these poems that exist do you know no i'm pretty sure he wrote these okay i was they're just strange enough that I'm like, I think he had to have written them himself. Yes. Yeah, I don't think he could have found anything more perfect to fit in with the story. I'm pretty sure that he wrote them himself. Yeah, that's for sure. So then we get to chapter one, down the rabbit hole. This part I knew existed because mm-hmm. Tim Burton. My other thing, as I'm going through and reading this, I didn't really know that she was a child until like a few into it because in tim burton and in disney i thought they were like teenagers you know so right it's really weird that like this teenage girl goes into a rabbit hole on a whim (laughs) like well the tim burton movie she is a teenager but she doesn't because that movie takes place like 10 years after she went down the rabbit hole Mm. That's why I know it's kind of weird at first, but she, um, but the Tim Burton movie is the first one is when she, it's not her first time in Wonderland. It's like her second time and or not even second. Like she used to go there all the time when she was little, but now she's older and hasn't been down there in like, you know, nine or so years. And so then that's why they're like, is she the right Alice? Is she the right one? Because they don't recognize her because she is a teenager. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, so it takes place after that. Okay. That's why I haven't that seen these confusing. in many years. Yeah. Like it's been a long time. Yeah. That's why that one seems confusing. Because oh. when I first started watching that one too, I was like, why is she so old? And then I realized 
when she got to Wonderland and they were trying to figure out if she was the correct Alice, I went, oh, okay, this takes place after her original visit. Got it. So yeah, that's why. Yeah, because she is, she's only like seven or eight or something. She's pretty young. Yeah. I like realized that later when she's trying to like go through her lessons. I'm like, oh, it's a child. <laughs> so then we get the iconic scene of a talking rabbit saying it's going to be late and it takes like a pocket watch out and of his waistcoat. First of all, I love this dapper little gentleman has a I waistcoat know. on, but he's a rabbit, so he can't wear pants. You know, <laughs> no. it's, it's, very, so, it's a very fun image. Mm-hmm. I, I just I love it. He's a dapper gentleman from the waist up only. Love mm-hmm. that. <laughs> it's like when you see those dogs in snowsuits because yes, like, oh I love it. They just have like the dog jacket on and yeah. nothing else. <laughs> or whenever cute. someone puts any sort of animal in a bow tie, I'm like, yes, thank you. Yes, I picture. Okay, so this is gonna. Um, he's the white rabbit. I feel like is such a very easy kind of like steampunk costume to do you know like that oh it just fits in so well that's what I picture I'm picturing steampunk rabbit but you know (laughs) it's because Mad Hatter feels very steampunk you know whenever you see the Mad Hatter you don't see him like a dapper gentleman Mad Hatter Mm -mm. he's mad he's gotta be steampunky like that's right absolutely love it and then I always think Johnny Depp I just of course (laughs) he's perfect (laughs) Tim Burton knows how to pick his main actor and actresses like mm-hmm. Johnny Depp and uh, Helena Bonham Carter. Helena Bonham Carter. Yeah. Thank you. I, well, he was married to her. Yeah. He so. knows how to pick them. I'm saying oh, yeah. it. I mean, they're in all of his movies pretty mm-hmm. much. <laughs> She's such a diverse actress. I'm obsessed with her. Me too. I love her. She's one of my all-time favorites. Oh, yes. Um, so then Alice jumps down uh, the rabbit hole with the rabbit. And that's my first cue. And I'm like, how old is this girl? Like, oh my goodness. So then she free falls down this rabbit hole for some unknown period of time. Like getting to the point. The thing that really kind of throws me is someone decorated the free fall spot. Like there's hung up pictures and artwork. And I'm like, so who free falled enough? That they were like going all on their way down. They're like, let me just hit the edge so I can hang this painting just ever so slightly. And then I'll continue my free fall. And then I'll go again just so I can decorate free fall space. I mean, I envision it as the rabbit having done it. Because he was up there in her land in the first place. So uh, I've always thought it's the rabbit's hole. It's just his hole. And he's decorated and put all the stuff to occupy himself as he makes this extremely incredibly long fall from top to bottom i mean he needs something to occupy himself i i always thought it was like a multi-use rabbit hole like i didn't figure Hmm. that oh you know that probably makes sense is he made this rabbit hole himself he knows where his rabbit hole location is no one else knows where rabbit hole location is yeah i mean that's how i've always thought of it but who knows i mean it's so open to interpretation it could be anything do you think he, the author even knows? Like, <laughs> I think Lewis Carroll does know. I, know, I think I he just, knows. Ouija board. Who <laughs> hung paintings? Who is it, Lewis Carroll? <laughs> Was this a common-use rabbit hole? Let us know. 
I just get yes and no because he doesn't want to respond. Doesn't want to answer. Mm-mm. <laughs> um. So then this is where they started implying that she was a little kid. She's like going over her own lessons in her head while she's, mm-hmm. you know, free falling, which is not how I would spend my last minutes. But like, go off, Alice. I guess. <laughs> when she talks about Dinah too, her kitty cat, and tea time, and all of those things. And yeah. nonsense, of course, just nonsense, just straight nonsense. Yep. She tries to recite something and then realizes she doesn't oh, really gosh. remember it. Um, yep. And she free fell for so long, she almost fell asleep. And like at this point, I'm like, no wonder Mr. Rabbit or uh, Mixed Rabbit, I don't know the rabbit gender, uh, this rabbit is free falling. Like, yeah, he's gonna, they're gonna be late. Like, mm-hmm. who knows how long this is taking? right this free fall is not a quick experience like if you don't leave for your appointment at least an hour early you're not gonna have time for the free fall you're gonna have to take the expressway to get back to wonderland (laughs) definitely because it is the longest fall ever yeah and then my next note is alice doesn't take fall damage no no right she falls that whole way and then she just kind of like lands on her bottom boop, and she's fine yeah. <laughs> no no issues whatsoever so apparently it was like a very comfortable slow flowing fall as if she had a parachute or something i don't know do you think the rabbit can control the speed of the fall and then as soon as they're getting close to the end, they like slow it down so that they like fall mm. gracefully. And that's why it matters the timing because you have to depend on how long you can allow yourself to fall gracefully for and if you break a ankle at the end or not. It's a very good question. I mean, anything is possible in Wonderland. So I suppose that that is very possible. I don't you know. Just set your speed before you jump into the rabbit hole. Yes. Let me put my, my timer on my belt and set it too slow. <laughs> the last, the real reason you get to the pocket watch is actually the speed controls. Yes. <laughs> to tell time and control it while he's falling. Yes. <laughs> yeah, literally. So then... Alice follows this rabbit because somehow the rabbit's still just in front of her uh-huh. um, into the weird hallway with a bunch of random locked doors. <laughs> and then she finds this microscopic door and she's like, yeah, that's the door I want. But it's right? locked. The tiny one. I don't know why uh, that seems the best one for her, but you know. Probably because it's the most unusual one. I mean, she is a very curious little girl. So I, and actually I would say too, if it were me and I'm in a hallway with all of these doors and I've got a ton of them that are all very similar and the same size. And then I notice one that's different. I'm going to go for the one that's different too, you know, just because it's different. Yeah. I think if I saw a small, tiny door that I think she said it's like nine inches tall, I'd look at that and I'd go, oh, look, a fade door. Not going yes. there. <laughs> You don't know what's going to happen in the fairy world. So watch out. Don't give them your name. Don't make any agreements. Don't thank them Mm-mm. for a single thing. Mm-mm. I'm not going through the fade door. It's like purposely stepping into a mushroom ring. I'm not interested. Like, Because <laughs> you just don't know which type of fairies you're going to find. Are we going to have nice fae creatures? Or are we going to have like the evil nasty ones? You just so, yeah. don't know what's there. 
In my luck, I would step through the Faye door and then end up with a Tamlin on the other side. And he's going to be like, um, <laughs> now you're my wife. And I'd be like, <laughs> oh, sorry, hold on. I'm Ooh. sorry, I need to leave now. No. <laughs> <sighs> so she then finds this key to unlock a tiny, tiny door that she mm-hmm. can't even fit her head through. And she's like really mad that she suddenly can't fit through this door. And so then she takes the key out and all I could think is that some entity is leading her through this entire world because now there's mm-hmm. like a little drink me potion to make her smaller. Right. And, you know, as I'm reading this now, I read this first when I was little. And so I probably didn't think anything of it when I was younger, but as an adult now reading it, and even when I watch the movie, sometimes I just think clearly this child's parents never taught her about um, not to eat or drink anything yeah. that she didn't know what it was. <laughs> Cause she's just like, Oh, well, it doesn't look like it's marked as poison. So sure. Why not? I'm going to drink it. What bad could happen? Oh gosh. Nobody taught her anything. <laughs> it's funny being raised as a Gen Z kid because it's like whenever I see something to like eat or drink, I'm like, are there razor blades in there? Because I just remember that like one year that everyone was like, don't, when you go trick or treating, like inspect your kids' food because they're putting razor blades in them. And then sometimes they're hallucinogenics. And I'm like, if you're paying for hallucinogenics, like you're not giving them away to small children for free. Yeah. No, you're not. Yikes. Anyway, I still, I still just think like, what are you doing, Alice? You know, but whatever. She drinks it. I mean, she drinks it. She's curious. That's what it is. She's just so curious. She can't help herself. She's just so (laughs) trusting. And it shocks me every single time. After a while, I was kind of like, all right, whatever. She's, I'm just used to this now. She's just going to do this. It's like, Reading a book where, oh gosh, you ever read these books where like the main character just makes the same stupid mistake over and over or like they just keep making stupid mistakes in general, making bad choices. And you're like, oh, again, because they just keep doing something stupid. And you're like, no, no, do you see what's happening here? Like, I don't want my main character to be stupid. I mean, she's not like stupid, stupid, but she just doesn't think things through. Like she when they're the willfully get the better for. Yeah, it's like when they're willfully ignorant, and I'm like, oh, come mm-hmm. on, like, or they let the bad guy go right at the very end, and they don't like yes. kill them after they spent the entire time hunting them down to kill them. I'm like, come on, mm-hmm. no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so now she's ten inches tall, and she can fit yes. through the door. But she's a child and a moron and left the key <laughs> on the tabletop that she can now oh, no longer yeah. reach. <laughs> and apparently oh, this Alice. is a self-locking door too. Yes, because she opened it. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, does it just close automatically again? Because it's closed. And I was like, but she just had it open. And it doesn't say that the door closed. Like, yeah. you know, she just goes back and it's closed again. And I'm like, okay. Like, this entity is helping her, but only to a point, I guess. That's what I think, too. Yeah. I don't know. So now she's, like, distraught that she's can't <laughs> reach this key. Tries to, like, climb the legs of this table. That doesn't work. And she's, like, about to start crying and then sees random cake on the ground, first off. 
And she's like, oh, you know what I should do? Eat the ground cake. (laughs) And she nibbles on it. It is is in a box, at least. Yeah, but I'm like, at least. Wow, she has no (laughs) self-preservation at all. She's like, yeah, sure, whatever. Ground cake, that looks good to me. Like, I don't care if it's in a box. Once it gets put on the ground for some unknown amount of time, I'm like, yeah... Mm. yeah well I yeah I mean she probably figured well I mean I drank that she drank the drink so what the heck difference is it going to make if she eats the cake at this point she didn't even inspect it for a poison symbol this time no she didn't at least she did that with the the drink the cake was just like oh it says eat me just gonna eat me it must make me larger okay (laughs) eats the whole thing Okay, great, Alice. Good thought. <laughs> I know. She's getting tr- more and more trusting as this goes on. Like, that gets really obvious in the last chapter that we read, but I'll get yep. there. <laughs> so then, chapter two, The Pool of Tears. Mm. This is where, this is a chapter where my, like, biggest dilemma comes in. And we'll talk about it when we get there. <laughs> Cannot wait. So now instead of like going back to her normal size, she becomes gigantic. She's like nine feet tall (laughs) and she's so tall that she can't even see her feet. And now she's talking to her feet. Like they have feelings. (laughs) That part always makes me laugh because I'm just envisioning this like super tall giant girl looking down, like not even being able to see her feet. You actually, you know what it reminds me of when I was pregnant because your belly does get so big that you look down, you literally can't see your feet. And so I would like, I remember like popping a foot, like it's still there, right? (laughs) I love that. I just, it's just really funny to me. She's like, I promise I'll get you a new pair of shoes every Christmas. (laughs) So then the rabbit comes over again, but then because she's nine feet tall, when she talks to it, she scares the living daylights out of it, and <laughs> the rabbit just sprints off. Which I always find hilarious. I know. I mean, I would be scared too, you know? You expect to see no one, and then you see a nine-foot woman, I'd be like, okay. <laughs> I'm out. See you yeah. later. <laughs> yeah, nice to meet you. Um, mm-hmm. Poor little bunny. Yeah, the bunny's like two feet tall, probably, maybe. I, I don't know how tall bunnies get, but. I have no idea. <laughs> I've, okay, I've seen some long bunnies, so I feel like one foot to two foot tall is a good number. Yeah, I think so. Wouldn't really scary when she was about nine inches tall. I'll be like, just, then she'd be basically a cockroach to this bunny. Yes. <laughs> so, um, Alice thinks that now, you know, the only solution is that she's now transformed into a different person. And she's trying to figure out how smart she is to figure out which one of her friends she is. And because she can't (laughs) remember things, she decides that she's must be Merle because Merle is not very smart. Or Mabel, sorry. Mabel is not very smart. (laughs) Which I'm always, yeah, she just makes me laugh. (laughs) Yeah, that part made me laugh. Then she says, because then she says that she doesn't want to go back home because she doesn't want to be Mabel. <laughs> she wants to stay down there just in case. Yeah, Cause Mabel doesn't have any good toys. No. <laughs> now she's like, okay, now I'm too tall. So she drinks more of the por- potion and starts shrinking again. 
And I'm just like, I hope your body's fine after all of this because <laughs> you honestly put, it's like when the kids started drinking Monster Energy at like nine oh, years old gosh. and like everyone stunted their growth. Mm-hmm. I feel the same thing. And she does it so many times throughout the entire book that you think, okay, this is going to affect her somehow, which actually it kind of does, but we'll talk about that in the next episode. I feel like it kind of does by the time you get to the end of the book, but yeah. yeah it'll be fun from your perspective seeing so because you've got more detail on it because you've read it a couple times. Mm-hmm. So that'll be fun. Yeah. So, okay. She gets small again and then she forgot the key on the table again. <laughs> <laughs> how many times do we have to Stupid go girl. through this entire process like take the key off of the table put, put it, it in, in your pocket pocket because her dress does have pockets so you know put it in the pocket it's not that difficult but she cannot remember to do that i know she's just so consumed with her height that she can't mm-hmm. remember to just you know yeah but i forgot to mention when she was gigantic she started bawling Yes. So now when she shrank, she is stuck in an ocean of her nine-foot woman tears. Yes. And everyone's kind of drowning. Okay. So this is the part that I that always causes me to, to stop and reflect. <laughs> because here's what kind of happens. She, she cried, right? She makes this huge pool of tears. Mm-hmm. But then it's like, it's like the doors in the hallway just disappear completely. Yeah. And she's just waiting in this pool of tears. And all of a sudden, all these animals start to show up. Like, she's just, I'm like, what happened to the hallway and the doors? Because she doesn't even go through the little door at all. They just, all of it just disappears. And she's just swimming in the pool. And all of a sudden, these animals show up and she's not in the hallway anymore. This has always been my big, because even in the movies, Mm -hmm. the variety of different ones, (laughs) it's, it's like that too. And you're always like, what? How did that happen? How did that room, that whole hallway of doors just magically disappear? Mm-hmm. And her tears just carried her somewhere without even going through a door. It's always been my one kind of little like, mm, I'm not sure about this. I just decided the deity de- decided that she was done with that uh, room. And she's like, all right, moving on. You can't figure this out. Anyways, let's go. Like we're going somewhere <laughs> else now. We're going to get you there. But not the same way. You need to learn some lessons and some problem solving first. Yeah. Somebody was definitely helping her along there because I don't, I'm doing some magic spells or something to make that happen. Because that was way too many chances of like her shrinking and regrowing oh, for and like her not getting the key for them to be like, do we do this again? No, send in the pool of tears. I'm done. Let's move on. Time to go. We need to get Alice into Wonderland now and move forward. Because honestly, I think we would have been there all day had they just kept doing this because she just can't remember to grab the key. I don't know. Maybe Lewis Carroll was just like, I don't know how to get her out of this hallway now. This is the best thing I can come up with. I don't know. He's like, all right, pool tears. (laughs) She's a kid. Kids cry. Okay works it's fine everybody will forget that the doors just disappear whatever not a big deal (laughs) yeah he's like only kids are ever gonna read this i don't need to think too hard and then Mm. us adults were like "Mm, we're gonna think about it (laughs) so now there's a mouse swimming in the water yes and she starts talking to the mouse 
and she can't help herself but bring up like ways the mouse could die and then it's like wow (laughs) this mouse is super sensitive like you just need to grow a pair of mouse like get some thicker (laughs) skin okay and she just keeps like being like yeah i have a cat um my cat likes to hunt mice and the mice is like the mouse is like uh she goes okay fine we won't talk about cats how about dogs i know this dog that hunts and on the farm and he catches the best mice oh whoops Mm -hmm. (laughs) she's just like she's like one of those people who just doesn't think about anything before it comes out of their mouth it's just yeah. there's no filter between brain and mouth. It just go, comes right out. And then she's like, oh, whoopsies, too late. Now I've offended the mouse and now he's mad and he's going to go away. I know. So not only is she just like chatting with this mouse, but like every creature in existence falls out of the sky. And like yeah. for some reason, there's a bunch of birds there too. And I'm like, the birds could have just flown out of the ocean. Why are they here? Right? Thank you. Why? Why? Does the dodo bird and there's a duck? There's a duck. Like, why does the duck feel like it's stuck in there? And a well, lorry and an eaglet. Aren't dodos flightless, or am I just thinking about kiwis? I don't know. They might be flightless as well. That would make sense. But they not a duck. Yeah, ducks are not flightless. They. I mean, why does the duck? Maybe he was just having a good old swim and enjoying it. I yeah, don't he was know. just chilling. But like the rest of them, like. Ducks, I don't think, have to air out their feathers when they go swim, swim. Mm-mm. I so mean, I they just, s- like, shake them off. Yeah, I know some birds have to, you know, dry and bask in the sun, and then they become flyable again. I don't remember which birds, but some do. But I don't right. think ducks are one of them, but I could be wrong. I'm not a duck specialist. This is not a duck podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but it was just weird to mm-hmm. me. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, so then they also ensure. Then we're on to chapter three. A caucus race and a long tail. So there's all the animals. Everyone's soaked to the bone. They're hanging on the shore. And they're trying to figure out the best way to get dry before (laughs) they catch a cold. And the mouse is like, I know the driest thing I've ever seen, like ever heard. And starts telling them this story about like (laughs) emperor, I think and she's like i'm actually kind of entertained and he's like how dare you be entertained um (laughs) so that doesn't work and the dodo's like what about a caucus race which i i'm gonna be honest every time i say caucus it feels wrong like it feels like i'm saying something (laughs) bad you know i feel like i totally get it (laughs) like i know it's close to caucasian but like caucus just sounds to me either like a disease Mm -hmm. or like it, it kind of feels like a slur and i'm just kind of nervous saying it and, like it's all right i just we'll just say race yeah just race yeah so then they're like <laughs> okay we're gonna do a race and they the way they describe this race it just sounds like they're all going for a run in different groups yes like it's like they're just running in circles or in a circle yeah. and that's about it just to see if they dry off from running around and i'm picture i'm always picturing like okay Alice was just in this pool of water. She's got a dress on mm-hmm. and stockings. It and would pantyhose. seem right. And then the shoes. And I'm like, it's 
going to take her a long time to dry off from that sucker. I mean, unless it's like 90 degrees outside running around. I mean, yeah, it's going to take a while, but doesn't it say that they run for like an hour or something? 30 minutes, 30 minutes. Okay. But it's yeah. like, the thing is too, is there in England, like during the summer, max England gets is like 75 degrees Fahrenheit and that's true. like hot, you know? And it's also true. Think about it. She's not probably just wearing like a play dress. She's probably got like a couple layers of like whatever mm-hmm. that tool situation is, like that yes. underdress to make it poofy. So she's never gonna dry off. Like uh-uh. it's just not gonna happen. No, that's just kind of now. See, and then I I sit here and I think about it like, oh gosh, running for thirty minutes. Who wants to do that? I'd be done after like two minutes. I'm done. You guys run. I'm just going to, I'll dry later. (laughs) I'm telling you right now, if I was soaked to the bone, I'm just taking the shoes off because those are never dry. You just tie those laces. You put them around your neck. That's, that's what you got to do. There's no way those are ever getting dry. Um, The dress, I would take out all the layer of tool, just throw Mm -hmm. it away. It's no longer worth anything to me. And then hope and pray for the rest of it. (laughs) <laughs> agreed <laughs> but i'm not yeah. running and for 30 minutes in probably terrible shoes or barefoot right. destroying mm-hmm. my feet when i could just stand still and eventually dry agreed. well they said they were shivering so it has to be cold out too remember yeah so i don't know i guess maybe you gotta do what you gotta do although i kind of feel like alice went along with it just because that's what everybody else was doing. And yeah. so she just kind of did it. And again, she's not necessarily the, the brightest girl. So <laughs> I feel like she's really? just like, well, that's what they're, if that's what we're supposed to do, that's what we're supposed to do, you know? Yeah. Well, she thought a story might warm her clothes. So, oh, gosh. <laughs> so then, okay. Because also the, other rule of this race is it doesn't necessarily have to be a circle so Mm -hmm. they're just running basically and the dodo says that to stop and they're like okay but who won and he's like everyone won and we all need prizes and then they look (laughs) over at alice and they're like alice you have prizes and she's like what are you talking oh yeah yeah these just these what are they called biscuits cookies Uh... Something like that. Com- see, com- oh, comfits. 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 Yeah. I mean, what are those? What I think are like comfits? Must be. Like some sort of bakery good situation. Probably. She's like, oh yeah, these don't get wet. Thank goodness. And everyone right? have enough for exactly <laughs> one. But there's no description that she got that this morning. How she got these or how they came to be in her pockets. Also, how big mm-hmm. are her pockets? Because there seems to right? be like, six or seven people there so if she's got a i mean who's got pockets big enough to carry a box of cookies men <laughs> men have pockets big enough to true carry true but i don't apparently alice does too in this dress that she's got it must be some fantastic dress honestly just give me the clothing pattern for alice's dress because <laughs> it sounds life-changing it drives quickly right it's somehow stretchy and comfortable enough that you can go for a run. <laughs> Water resistant, oh. I guess. Okay. I looked it up mm-hmm. because I was curious to really know what a comfit is. Um, they're like jelly beans. 
They're like jelly. It says, literally says though, a candy consisting of a nut, seed, or other center coated in sugar. And like some of these pictures show like, they look, I mean, they look like they're jelly beans, like the long. Okay. So they're small. Colorful things. Yeah. They're small. That sounds kind of terrible though. Yeah. I don't want one. I'm not interested. No, thank you. I don't like jelly beans though. The most popular comb feats in England were those made with caraway seeds. They were hmm. consumed at the end of a meal. I wonder if it was supposed to be like a palate cleanser type of thing. Maybe. Seems like a trash reward system though. Yeah. These are I was, weird. I was thinking cookie. <laughs> so yeah, she somehow has all those. Um, and then she starts to say a poem to the mouse about the mouse being condemned to death and the mouse is like <laughs> what like you don't know anything about the court case that i'm in and she's just like oh yeah i just have this poem and then the mouse <laughs> leaves and everyone's like oh don't be like the mouse don't leave and then she starts talking <laughs> about her cat and all the birds are like uh and everyone leaves so then yeah. Alice is alone again <laughs> I'm out. No, no cats or anything. And they all just leave. Poor Alice. <laughs> she can't make friends. No, she really can't. She just doesn't know how to hold a good conversation without offending somebody. Literally. <laughs> so then chapter four, the rabbit sends in a little bill. <laughs> this is funnier knowing the title, like reading the title uh-huh. again after I know what happens, but reading mm-hmm. the, title for the title for the first time. Like this is one of the few <laughs> stories that the title doesn't really give anything away. Like that's my big irk with chapter titles is like JK Rowling was really, really bad about this is every one of her titles gives away the chapter of what's to mm. come. Yeah. Either that or the illustration does. So. Yeah. You definitely cannot tell with his chapter titles. Yeah. And, and even because like there are, okay, so the version of the book that I have, there are some illustrations in it and there is an illustration on the next page with chapter four and it doesn't, it just shows Alice in the white rabbit's house. So you can't even, there's nothing about little Bill in it at all. See, I have a paper mill press one. Isn't that cute? Ooh, I like that. I like yeah. the cover of that. I'm obsessed with it. And that's got like this little toadstool situation on the back. Hmm. That's it's very cute. cute but i don't have any illustrations in it which is kind of sad but you know oh i got one at the very end <laughs> but i i'm into it i like the cover i did buy that solely because of the cover and i was like eventually i'll have someone that wants to read it and then you're like i'll read it and i was like yes worthwhile purchase yes <laughs> so um for some reason the rabbit thinks her name is mary ann and tells her to run home and find a pair of gloves and fan for them and alice is just frightened of this rabbit at this point and she's like okay sure cool 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 and runs over to the rabbit's house because apparently there was no other rabbit house but it was titled w rabbit right so that works yeah it works um and finds gloves and a fan and then she finds another bottle labeled drink me and she's like yeah all right will do like no reason for her to shrink or grow at all but she's like nope. yeah 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 i'll totally drink your uh, beverage she's just 
she just can't help herself. But the other thing that always gets me here is how he does think that she's Marianne. And I always think, okay, so does she like Marianne's like doppelganger? I mean, does yeah. she look just like Marianne? It's Marianne or, or is he? I mean, like how, because how could you not recognize your own maid? Yeah. You know, like how, <laughs> so either the rabbit's eyesight is not what it used to be, or she's got to be like pretty close to looking the same thing as, as Marianne. I mean, he probably eats a lot of carrots, carrots, so. Right. I mean, you would think eyesight's got to be good. Eyesight. <laughs> yeah. Or who's yeah. Marianne and where's Marianne? Like, what is she doing? Uh, yeah, she has disappeared. I don't know where Marianne is. Did he just make up a name for Allison? It's like, you look like a Marianne. You know what? That's really possible. <laughs> I've actually never thought about it like that before, but he could have. I mean, why not? You know, like, I'm, I'm just going to, I, you know, like, cause he's, think about it. He's running around doing errands for other people, right? Like he does stuff for the king and queen and then he does stuff for the duchess. And so now he's like, maybe he's just like, you know what? I need somebody to boss around. I don't know who this girl is, but we're just going to call her Marianne and I'm going to send her in there to get this for me because I can. <laughs> Literally, that's what know. it felt like to me, but I don't know. It's random. Know. Um, so then she like looks at this potion and's like, all right, I'll chug you, whatever. This might, she's like, this might be fun, but she doesn't leave the house before she just drinks no. it. She's just like, okay, I'll just chug it now. So then she starts growing gigantic inside of this house because she didn't mm -hmm. have the brain cells to just walk out with the potion <laughs> in her hand. Nope. She just, and then, and then she gets stuck in there. Yeah. Okay. Now here's the practical side of me. The practical side of me reads it and goes, oh, that poor rabbit's house. Like she's so huge and her arms are hitting everything and her legs. And I'm like, she's going to like break all of his stuff and destroy everything. He's going to eventually get in there and be like, my house is a disaster. <laughs> like, yeah. Thinking practically like, oh, the mess that that just made. <laughs> I was thinking that too. And I was like, he's going to think he's been robbed. You know, right? he's coming into his home after he just sent Marianne to go fetch something for him and thinks <laughs> that Marianne has now destroyed his home, his lovely, lovely home. Yes. Marianne. Yeah. <laughs> so then after a while, the rabbit comes back and he's like, why is there an arm going through my window? And he tries to have <laughs> his buddy come and like take the arm away. And she, for some reason in her logical brain, thinks the best course of action is to just try and snatch at the rabbit with her hand. Right. For some reason, I'm like, they're not going to help you if you're mean to them. <laughs> I'm just going to try and grab him. Maybe then uh, he'll decide to help me. No, not how it works. Yeah, literally. Like, they're trying to get you out of there anyways. You're in his home. <laughs> he pays money for that. He has a mortgage. Right? Seriously. So then... Next, their next course of action is they're like, okay, um, Bill, you're going to go down the chimney and you're going to solve this problem for us. So then she hears that Bill's going to come down the chimney. And what does she do? Oh. She decides to kick Bill out of the chimney. I'm like, Poor Bill, why would you do that? This is like a sad 
it's such a sad moment because all I can think is that poor little lizard. I know. Poor Bill. He didn't do anything wrong. He's just trying to figure out what's going on and help his friend, the rabbit. He does not deserve to be kicked like that and shot out of the chimney over to who knows where, get like a concussion or whatever. Poor little guy. I felt bad for Bill. All I'm imagining is, um, okay, so <laughs> I don't know if you've seen this, but on in um, Miami, all the chameleons got flash frozen and what? fell. Okay, it got really, really cold. And all of the chameleons got flash frozen in Miami and fell out of the trees. And I'm just imagining Stop that. It. No, and then they came back to life as they warmed up. <laughs> <laughs> Please look this video up really quick because oh I gosh. feel like you need to see it. I need to look this up. Okay, if I put in like flash frozen then? chameleons. In okay. Miami. It says it's so cold. <laughs> Florida iguanas are falling from the Oh, tree. iguanas. Whoops. <laughs> that is so weird. And they like come back to life like little zombies the next day when they warm up. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that is the craziest thing I have ever seen. So I was just imagining that Bill, the lizard, got like, after he was kicked out, basically in my head, he was like flash frozen, like the chameleons are just stiff legging it. <laughs> that is hilarious. I was just imagining it was like a fainting goat situation. Like Bill was so surprised about getting kicked out. Just that kinda... is so funny. I Yeah, that's about what it would look like. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. I listened to this. <laughs> After that all happened, um, this researcher was like, they didn't actually get flash frozen. They went into, because they were so cold, they actually went into a state of like um, sleep, I guess. Like they hibernated because they were so cold to like make sure they don't die. But they all just fell out of the trees because it got so cold. (laughs) (laughs) Like landing on the side. This is the funniest thing ever. I need to watch. There's a bunch of these. I'm going to oh, totally yeah. watch more of these videos after we're do done. It, do it. This Text me. Yeah. They all just fell out of the trees. It was basically like on the news. It was saying that the headline was like, it's raining iguanas. <laughs> <laughs> that is too funny. This, what, what to do if you come across a frozen iguana? <laughs> yeah oh my gosh this is so funny i just that's what i was envisioning in my head so i feel like you (laughs) need to watch it just to yes thank you that does give me a really good uh visual of that and i am going to picture that now every time i read this and think or watch the movie good 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 (laughs) i'm gonna see so then they throw rocks at her that turn into little cakes and she sees this mystical rock cake and she's like yeah i'll eat that and then she eats it and she starts shrinking and then she comes out and they want to ask her questions and instead of like facing her problem she sprints off into the woods <laughs> and for a second there i was like is this girl gonna go hungry and i'm like no no she's not no. she's eating every single thing and drinking every single thing she comes across like yeah. this child will never starve no she won't ever she's good she's all set yeah she's covered um so then as she's in the mystical woods she runs into this gigantic puppy and because she's like 10 feet 10 inches tall again yes and she distracts it with a stick and instead of throwing the stick she just runs from each side of the tree like throw the stick 
throw the stick it's so so easy like it wants the stick and she's like why is it lunging at me and i'm like because you're playing keep away right he just wants to play alice apparently alice has never played with a dog before i guess so i mean well she does say she has a cat so she's got dinah we know this yeah but apparently she's not been around dogs very much yeah i I don't know she's all like cats don't usually play fetch so i guess She's never thrown a stick Maybe. and expected it to be retrieved. I don't know. I feel like with cats, you usually bring the toy to you and then it like yeah. chases the toy to you. So, okay. I can understand the confusion. <laughs> well, it could also be too, because she was little and the puppy was a lot bigger than her too. Yeah. That's I mean, I, I guess I if know. I saw a gigantic dog, I'd be a little confused too. Yes. But she's, but it's funny because she, she does that. She runs away from it, but then she's like, and yet what a dear little puppy it was. I know. So she's still like, oh, you're still so cute though. I know. She's like three seconds away from being a snack. And she's like, oh, I was still, it's just, I mean, I'm that same way though. I see a bear and I'm like, could I pet that bear? And I'm like, no, 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 no I could not. <laughs> but every time I see like a, a lion, a tiger or a bear, oh my, I'm like, hmm. <laughs> I want to pet you, but I can't. Yeah, but you will eat me. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so, um, then uh, on her journey that never seems to end, she mm. comes across this gigantic caterpillar. I don't know if it's a normal. It might be a normal sized caterpillar, but she's small, so she thinks right. it's a giant caterpillar. Yes. That's sitting on a gigantic mushroom again. Same situation. We're we're not sure what sizing is here right somehow this caterpillar has brought out a hookah (laughs) like i don't know if this caterpillar carries the hookah with them like if they somehow have a teleport like not teleport um a travel to hookah or if Mm -hmm. this is its home and it stores the hookah underneath the uh mushroom yeah you know this was always one of those things that always got me because I'm like, why is the caterpillar smoking a hookah? Okay, I don't know if you've ever noticed this before. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, that's in the book. So this, you know, I get it as far as the movie. But I don't know if you, Disney, if you look at like the old, like original, mm-hmm. early Disney movies, like this one, and like Peter Pan, mm-hmm. even, and because Captain Hook smokes, Um I don't know. There's a couple where like this type of thing. And I think you could have left that out. Yeah. You know, like, but yet Disney just doesn't really seem to care. They're like, we're making this movie for little kids, but it's okay. We're going to put this in about all these people smoking. Like it's not a big deal for these little kids to see people smoking. Um, and we wonder why there's an issue with people smoking. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's like, think about the time period too. Like during the time these movies were being made, they had that whole like campaign that like smoking make you skinny, smoking makes you sexy, all this kind of stuff. And it's like, yeah, no wonder that everyone's like obsessed with smoking and Mm -hmm. you know, now everyone smokes and everyone's getting lung cancer. Um, I'm still so heated about the fact that we almost had smoking eradicated and then someone made e-cigs. I could rant about that for days on days. So could I. 
but still I've always just because the funny thing with this one is he's the caterpillar I mean he's he's smoking a hookah like he's yeah. not even for what reason I like what is going on here um is this what Lewis Carroll was doing while he was writing I know I think but I'm like, I think maybe <laughs> I guess that like with for a being that either has lots of hands or no hands I can't remember um you know smoking a pipe just uses too many hands you know I guess so it's too small um the only other alternative that's no hands long easy accessible if you only have mouth hookah all right yeah I never really thought about it you have to pinch it you know that's true (laughs) it's required too much hand control oh man still it's just a weird visual you know caterpillar yeah. up there smoking away on his hookah like, do you Darn. think a very high lewis carroll was probably looking at this hookah and like there was a second where he's like caterpillar because it's long if you think about the tubing on the hookah itself yes. yeah i bet that's probably where that came from that is a very good observation rachel <laughs> <laughs> As someone who's never consumed the weed, I mm-hmm. am really trying to put myself in this mind space that I have no understanding I of. I, well, I don't either, so I'm right there with you. <laughs> so chapter five, advice from a caterpillar. So the caterpillar is like, yo, who are you? And Alice is like, I don't even know. I don't know who I am. <laughs> and the caterpillar is like, okay, cut the nonsense. Who are you? And she, mm-hmm. Alice is like, I, this morning I knew who I was, but now I'm not so much sure. And it's like, they're talking in riddles. And I'm like, Alice, just say your name. It's not right? that hard. And then she's like, you should tell me who you are. And he's like, why? And she's like, hmm, good question. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so now the only next logical step is for the caterpillar to get her to recite poetry. Because that's right? the only solution. <laughs> it's like um okay because i mean she can't remember stuff so he's like well how about you try and recite this and of course it just doesn't come out right so yeah we get another poem here yeah another hefty one and it's like they never go with like twinkle twinkle little star they always are Mm -hmm. like tell me the story of oh and let me tell you there are more of these coming too. Like in the second book, there's a big story that I always remember being like, what is the point of this? And this is like, I actually would, um, it's not in the Disney movie, but it's in the like night, the one I told you about the 1984, 86, whatever it is movie. And um, I I remember like fast forwarding through it because I was always like, this is pointless. <laughs> this is stupid. I don't want it. So yeah, Lewis Carroll just puts all these poems in here that are really big and yeah, you just don't know what's happening. <laughs> Honestly, they kind of melt my brain. So like I read them mm. a couple of times and I still don't know what's going on. And I'm mm-hmm. like, I'm not even going to try and sum up because I have no idea what this was about. So anyone that's <laughs> listening and was hoping to get an interpretation of the poetry, I'm not an English major. I'm going to tell you that up front. I have no idea when it comes to poetry. Like I tried to read Beowulf and that didn't go well. So well, that's a rough one though. 
Yeah. You know, that's not exactly easy to interpret. But if anybody wants to try and interpret old father William here, you know, help us. (laughs) Yeah, send that on Twitter. I do want a good explanation of each of his poems. Um, Mm -hmm. We will read it over and react to it, I guess. I don't know. (laughs) Send it to us. It'll be fun. That's at Barely Bookish on Twitter. (laughs) Um, So then she gets the poem wrong and he's like, listen. And she's like, I think I might have had something wrong. He's like, you got the whole thing wrong. And she's like, oh. (laughs) So the other thing is, it's like, now that I know that these are all wrong, I'm like, what were the originals? Because like, these are pretty wild for a child to be coming up with. Right? Because you think about, I'm like, okay, I got like, Jack Spratt could eat no fat. His wife could eat no lean. You know, we get these like, Jack be nimble, Jack be quick, Jack jumped over a candlestick. This is what I grew up with. All these little nursery rhymes. And Alice has these like crazy poems. I know. I'm like, what? What happens over there in other countries? No, nothing against England. Just kidding. But I just, you know, was like, she definitely got a very different upbringing for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like... I just want to know if these poems actually mean anything to anyone or if it's just like Lewis Carroll slowly losing his mind. My bet would be on that one. Yeah, same. It's my guess. <laughs> so Alice is only three inches taller and she's telling the caterpillar that she would like to be taller. And she's like, this is not a good height. And he's like, we're the same height. And she's like, uh... <laughs> and then the caterpillar is like, well, Alice is like, well, I've gone through a lot of changes. And he's like, that you seem fine. And she's like, well, one day you're going to become a butterfly. And that's going to be a big change for you. And he goes, no, nope, it's, it's going to be great. Like, I'm already prepared. And she's like, mm, my life's harder than yours could ever be. And you just don't understand. She's trying to make this caterpillar understand oh her struggles. It's the caterpillar is just like, um, buddy, like, you're fine. Things are fine. Everything's cool, chill, relaxed. And <laughs> Alice is not getting it. No, this is her very uh, dramatic chapter. Mm-hmm. Alice's dramatic moments are in this chapter. Yeah. So then she's like, can I get taller? And then the cat was like, look, I'll cut you a deal. One side of this mushroom makes you tall. One side makes it short. And she's like, oh, which size? And the cat was like, peace and leaves. Right. <laughs> Doesn't even tell her. Yeah. So okay. she's like okay great so now i gotta figure this out so she takes both pieces in her hand this is the first logical thing she did nibbles a little little bit on the Mm -hmm. right side and she starts to shrink rapidly and then she just shoves the left side into her mouth and (laughs) starts to grow and then she she just keeps biting each part until she gets to the height that she wants to be yep and then i guess she puts them in her pockets yes she does and then okay so then (laughs) she apparently turns in like it's not very clear but she loses her shoulders and she's all neck yes Um, and somehow she's got like this weird growth and it's like it's getting a little horror movie vibes to me at this point i'm like (laughs) this is terrifying like i was trying to figure out is she all neck or is she just so tall or is the food not digested yet and it's only gotten to the point where her head and neck have grown and nothing else has grown like we're not really getting some you know answers that i feel like we need Mm -mm. so because yeah it's just weird 
because the pigeon calls her a serpent. Yeah. So she's obviously, I'm like, okay, so she's, she's grown, Mm -hmm. but obviously, but she's like all neck apparently and where everything else is, who knows how far down. Yeah. And she still, I guess, has a face, which is just horror movie to me (laughs) because she's got this face on just a neck and it's terrifying. I don't like snakes. I feel mm-hmm. like they don't have feet. They should be able to. They shouldn't be able to move. I don't like it. I don't like the wiggle movement. Yeah. No, I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't vibe with snakes. Me either. So I just I hated this. And then she, the birds like, yo, I've been playing for serpents for three weeks. I haven't slept in three weeks. I just had my babies. You know, I'm really just trying to relax. I thought being in the tallest tree humanly possible would you know get me out of the situation mm-hmm. um oh wait she's the tallest tree possible that means she's like 90 feet tall that's why she's all neck yes oh that's super, crazy tall though yeah oh i just put two and two together as i was talking mm. so yeah she go. can't see your feet because human eyes are not meant to conceive 90 feet no definitely not <laughs> So there you go. That's the rule. Right. We got it. Um, so she's like, yeah, I'm not like here to eat you um, at all. And she's like, well, are you going to eat my eggs? And she goes, well, I do like eggs. And the bird's like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, but I don't eat raw eggs. And the bird's like, can you please leave? <laughs> it's like that whole thing with the mouse all over yeah. again, except now she's doing it with the bird. I know. I'm like, this bird's just going through the trials of motherhood, trying its best to like survive in a world that's against it. Mm -hmm. And she threads to eat the children, not just eat them raw in front of the mother, but to fry them up, prepare them, salt and pepper them, add some of this magic mushroom, and then eat her children, her offspring. She's just, yeah. She's Alice is just like digging herself into a hole yeah that she cannot get out of as if the overlord of this world isn't providing with her with proper food and sustenance she can't right? help but talk about the eggs that she likes to eat oh my gosh it's ridiculous <laughs> so then she's like okay i'm obviously too tall at this point so this is actually the part where she nibbles on each side until she gets back mm-hmm. to her normal height. i thought this was earlier but i skipped a little that's all right so then you know, she's normal height. She's got her mushrooms. She puts them in her pocket. And she's like, all right, cool. Sets off out of the woods. And then she sees a house. And she's like, oh, I don't want to scare them, though. And shrinks again. Because that's the answer that we have. Right. <laughs> so chapter six, pig and pepper. Mm-hmm. So fish footman go. runs up to the door, which I guess there's no issue with, like, breathing for this fish right like i've always thought about that too like why why is this fish able to be on dry land yeah and be alive yeah and it's okay like well, i don't understand how this fish lives and and he's he's got to be like like walking on his tail is yeah. that comfortable i mean it can't be I don't know. or is it like half fish half men he- head of fish human feet oh or even worse is he got like funk fins and he's just pulling himself dragging himself across the land 
scraping up his little tum-tum someone give this man a skateboard to just scoot over i yeah i can't okay wait i was curious because when you said see because it's been a while since i've watched the movie Mm -hmm. and i was like "Ah, fish half man maybe he's got legs okay so I, I started typing in fish footman immediately fish footman and Alice in Wonderland popped up. Okay. He does have legs in all these images. I mean, he's I got the like head he of a to. fish and like a man's body. Okay. Cause like, there's no other way this would work. If they said Mm-mm. he was running towards the door. So right. in order for he can't to have run, fins. <laughs> yeah, he can't have fins. So otherwise he's like waddling like a little penguin. And then yeah. we already know from penguin experience that they don't move very quickly. No, not at all. Yeah, so he's like head of a fish, body of a man. But still, how is he breathing? I don't know. I'm very <laughs> concerned about the animals in this world. There's a lot of reason for concern about these animals. A lot of strange things happen to them. Yeah. yeah. And there only seems to be one of their species that she ever encounters. That's really true. I have never thought about that before. You are absolutely correct. There is. There's like one of each of these things and no more. Yeah. So how are they like populating this world? I don't know. Wow. Oh my gosh. This is what I'm here for. (laughs) Ask the heavy questions. (laughs) Yes. Very philosophical questions. I have never thought about that before. I mean, do they just never die? The people who already live there? Or do they like asexual reproduction? Like- Frogs can do that. Yeah. Frogs can do that. So does everyone in this world just produce that way? I don't know. Apparently the Duchess had a pig baby. So babies are supposed to be possible somehow. But is that the first pig? Does the Duchess, does she just create life on this planet? I don't know. Lots of unanswered questions. (laughs) Yeah. I have a feeling I'm going to go unanswered forever. So mm-hmm. if there's research papers about Alice in Wonderland, just send them in my inbox. I would love to see <laughs> that. Um, yeah, because I got a lot of yes. questions. Yes. <sighs> okay, so then Alice comes out of the woods. And the the like this is after they have their little chat of the Duchess is going to play with the Queen. The Queen wants to yes. play with the Duchess. Um, they're playing croquette everything's cool and then the footman Mm. runs away (laughs) then the other footman's just like sitting outside and alice is like knocks on the door and he's like well i'm out here like no one's gonna answer the door and she's like (laughs) like can i come in and he's like i don't know when i can come in and she's like (laughs) she's like what do you mean he's just like looking up at the sky i think he's a frog he's like looking up at the sky and she's like this man doesn't make eye contact and the frog's just like well i might be out here for a couple of days and alice is like i'm just like can i can i go in and he goes you can do whatever you want and she's like cool 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 and then she just All walks right. into the duchess's house oh she's like i mean he kind of gave her permission so at least she had that she's not like goldilocks at least she just walks in to some random person's house and nobody's even there i mean she the frog or yeah, the frog footman didn't specifically say no. So she's right. like, all right, sounds good. And then no one seemed surprised to see her in there. No, that's like, that's one of the weirdly, really weird things. Cause she just walks in the Duchess and the cooker in there and the Duchess has the baby. And they're just like, like, it does not even phase them that this random little girl just walked into their house. Yeah. It's she's perfectly like, okay. 
okay, cool. Sounds good, I guess. And <laughs> Alice is like, walks in this room and for some reason they like coated the air with pepper yes because the cook uses way too much pepper when she cooks and everything so she uses so much that it's just everywhere i wasn't sure if it was actually that the cook was doing that because she said she was like theorizing and she wasn't sure if it was the food but like i was trying to figure out because she makes that whole song about pepper so i'm like are they trying to like gas this baby like no because well this happens later do you want me to say it or not <laughs> we'll bring it uh, up we'll I put won't. a pin in it right okay. now oh wait it's it's mentioned later it gets explained okay. later in the book okay so well, you, next yeah. episode you guys will know yes <laughs> um okay so then the duchess is in the kitchen with the baby there's they're making mm-hmm. soup for some reason I don't think the Duchess has a Dutch Duke, a Duke, not a Dutch, <laughs> a Duke. Um, I don't think so either. Again, there's only one allowed of any species for some reason in this universe. Yep. And so they got the baby and Alice is like, that's a weird baby. And then she looks at the cat and she's like, that's a weird cat. Why is your cat smiling? And the Duchess is like, what do you mean? Your cat doesn't smile. <laughs> and she's like, no. And the Duchess is like, yeah, that's like a Cheshire cat. They all do that. Mm-hmm. And like, like I, perfectly normal. We see yeah. this every day. <laughs> and like, your cat's looking a little menacing over there. But you know, <laughs> whatever. I guess that's fine. Um, and then the saucepans hit the Duchess and the child. Just smack them. <laughs> and the Duchess doesn't notice. And I'm like, no wonder your child's crying. Like, it's getting beaten Uh to death and no wonder the footman is was like i think i'm gonna stay outside for like two to three days yeah how often (laughs) does this happen right i think it happens pretty frequently like i got the impression that this is a regular occurrence something that happens all the time in this house it's just a weird house yeah yeah i don't and how does she have the authority to rule the land when this is what's going on at her home but oh gosh Oh no. So then the Duchess is like, yo, can you watch my kid for a little bit so I can get ready for the queen? And Alice is like, yeah, sure, fine. And then she's like, look at this baby. She's like, this is the ugliest baby I've ever seen in my entire life. And then the baby <laughs> turns into a pig and runs. And like before it turns into the pig, she's thinking about kidnapping this child. She's like, I got to get this kid out of here. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know how I can bring a kid back home, but like it's going to happen. And then the pig runs squealing into the night. And Alice is like, that was weird. And the Cheshire cat shows up and the Cheshire cat's like, hey, what's up? And she's like, hey, um, I want to go somewhere. And the cat's like, okay, but where? And she's like, I don't know, somewhere. And he's like, well, then you're already going. And she's like, right. mm, okay. And then he points her in the direction of um, uh, March Hare and right. um, the Mad Hatter. And she's like, okay, I guess I'll go to March Hare's mad hatter seems like a lot right now <laughs> and um then the cheshire cat says okay but like what happened to the baby by the way and she's like oh it turned into a pig and he goes yeah i thought it was gonna do that how often does this happen <laughs> apparently it happens a lot i mean it by this point apparently anything can happen in wonderland and does yeah. because yeah. he's like oh yeah that's totally normal i was expecting it to be a pig like 
Okay, great. So babies turn into weird animals here. Awesome. That's just great. Now I kind of feel bad for the Duchess. Like she keeps trying to have kids and they keep turning into animals and running off into the night. Like, is that how the Cheshire cat was formed? Oh, I wonder if it was. Yeah. I mean, it's possible. Is this why all the magical powers. Yeah, I guess that kid turned out a little better. I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) So, yeah. So then she's like, okay, I'm going to March Hare's, uh, yeah, March Hare's house. Mm-hmm. Even over there, and she's like, it's not March, so he's probably in a good mood, right? Because that's how things work. <laughs> I don't know. Uh-huh. That's all the chapters we have. Interesting yep. start. I got a lot yes. of questions about this world. I'm sure you do. <laughs> and I'm afraid that I have to tell you that the more you read, the more questions you're going to get. It's just that type of book. I really you know. feel like I should read them drunk you know and like i i feel like we'll get on the same wavelength it couldn't be any worse i mean now don't get me wrong i say that everybody listening i love these books i actually like absolutely love ellis in wonderland and through the looking glass it's super fun but yeah i again you know what was lewis carroll doing when he was writing these stories drinking drugs i mean i don't know i mean i'm into it don't get me wrong i'm into it I just got a lot of questions and I kind of, I want to know what he was on and like, mm-hmm. how is he doing? You know? Agreed. Cause this, this a lot. It's, it's also to me, it's my, just sometimes I read classics and I have this moment of being like, you can honestly publish anything. And in a hundred years, they're going to be like, yeah, it's a classic. right great it's our standard of literature because if you think about it you publish this book now and people are gonna be like what kind of crack was this man on like who's gonna read this right i don't know well and he says like he it was written like inspired by a little girl who he knew yeah whose name was alice and he wrote the story for her yeah i don't know I guess they didn't like have a basis for publishing. They were just kind of like, yeah, get it out there. Okay, send on its way. It sounds good. Great. It's a kid's story. It's fine. But, or, well, I can't say that. Never mind. Because that happens at the end of the book. Never mind. Never mind. Next episode. Write it down. It's, I feel like this is the same vibe of making um, Ring Around the Rosie a children's nursery rhyme. Yes. You know? Right. Because it's about what was it the plague or something or mm-hmm. what? Yeah, mm-hmm. they literally talk about like rat poison and stuff, and they're like, "Ah, oh, kids yeah. will notice." It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> um, no, it's not. Yeah. So that's all we have for this episode, Leah. Where can all the people of the internet find you and your podcast? Well, why a book chat is available on pretty much every podcasting. Um, avenue anywhere you get your podcast you can find it um i am also on instagram ya book chat and facebook but i'm a lot more active on instagram so that's really the better place to follow me um yeah and there is a link in my instagram bio that has links to all the things like patreon merchandise all the fun stuff yeah and their podcast is very very good so thank you yeah, so you guys will enjoy it. If you're enjoying this Alice in Wonderland episode, you're going to enjoy your podcast. And so. you guys should all listen to the episode that Rachel was on when we talk about the Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. 
Yes, a very, very good book that I wasn't sure was going to be good, but it ended up being very good. I loved it. Me too. But yeah, we will catch you guys in the very next episode. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Barely Bookish Podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed it, and next week we will be continuing on with even more Alice in Wonderland. After we finish Alice in Wonderland, we will be talking about Through the Looking Glass, and then we will be watching the Alice in Wonderland movie uh, after we finish both of them so we can compare both. And the one we are watching is like the CBS straight-to-TV movie. It's came out in, like I think, the 80s. Um, but it's a really good adaptation. I'll talk more about it before we actually release those episodes. But yeah, I hope you guys are going to enjoy it and enjoy having uh, Leah from YA Book Chat. If you haven't listened to her, please go listen to her. Oh, not only did I talk about A Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes, but we also talked about Fable. And then on Patreon, on her Patreon, we talked about Namesake. So yeah, thank you guys for joining me. And I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Barely Bush Podcast. Our theme song was by Raphael Crux on freepd.com. My logo was designed by my little sibling, Sarah. And I'll catch you guys in the next one. Bye.